Welcome and greetings to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I'm here today with June. She's also known as June Bug, and she is a woman full of joy, and I absolutely love her heart for the Lord. But today we're going to be talking a little bit about who she is, what she's about, and all the great stuff. But she is a Christian comedian. And if there's not something that we all need more of, it is laughter. So, June, welcome right. to the broadcast. Well, Maggie, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Girl, I am excited to have you on here because we are both on Creative Motion Network. So if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you might be watching it, you can add Creative Motion Network to your lineup on your Roku station. Mm -hmm. Just go add the station because June has a show on there and it will make you smile. And so, June, tell them a little bit before we go into what you do on uh, your show. Tell us a little bit of how you got brought in to the comedian world. I always wonder that because some people are just naturally funny and they don't realize it. And then all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this for God. How'd that go with you? (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I will start by telling you it wasn't my idea. Uh, (laughs) It definitely was not my idea. Uh, I, I literally, I was sitting in church one morning and, um, nothing particular was happening. You know, the, the music hadn't started. I was just kind of sitting down, putting my Bible in the back of the pew, you know, organizing my seat and, and getting ready for service to start. And I had a real, um, just solid encounter with the Holy spirit. Um, I just felt something that I'd never felt before. I mean, I'd had conversations, plenty of conversations with God and and had him speak to me in a way that um, got my attention for sure. And I knew that it was a word from him. But this literally was a physical jarring moment where I, ho- I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want you to write. And, and I remember touching my face and feeling that I had tears. Suddenly I just was filled with emotion and I, I got up and I walked to the back of the church and I was just kind of trying to process like, what, what? I mean, I heard you, right, but right, what? You know, what What are we talking about? And I tell you, Maggie, for after that encounter, it was almost two years before God revealed the answer as to what, what that mm-hmm. was. And I tell people, I think it's because I was praying for direction or I was praying, yeah, direction. You know, I was like, God, give me the direction. What, what are you talking about? What am I writing? Where am I going? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And until I made connection, he didn't really give me direction. Wow. And so I just started really diving into the word more than I ever had in my life. And I really started praying more than I ever had in my life. And one day I was driving to work and I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's comedy, June. It's, it's always been comedy that that's who you are. That's what's in you. This is what I want you to do. And I'm like, like, like a stand-up comedian. Like, is that what we're talking about? And, you know, my mom always said, you know, you don't ask God for a sign. You never ask him for a sign. Like that was just a thing she said you don't do. And I was like, God, mama said, don't ask for a sign, but like, I need, I don't, this seems way off. Like I, I have to know this is you before I go telling people I'm supposed to be a comedian. (laughs) I get to a red light, it turns green, and I go to turn left to get on the interstate, and a dually pickup truck runs the red light and nearly takes off the front of my car. Like, I just was sitting there frozen. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no more signs. Mama was right. No more signs. <laughs> like, I get it. I see you. I got it. And and literally, from there, it, became, it was the journey. The journey began. I started asking questions. God, how do I do this? Who's going to show me? What's what's the direction? What's the way? And 
And very quickly, he pointed out the Christian Comedy Association. It was actually meeting within the next month in Nashville, Tennessee, which is an hour from house. Um, it was the weekend of my birthday. Uh, it was actually my birthday weekend. And, um, and he just took all of the concerns or, or thoughts that I had about not going. And he put the pieces together for me to go and meet a bunch of Christian comedians in 2017. And I've been with them ever since. So. Wow. I love that. Had you had a background at all? I mean, were you like known as the funny girl or had any like natural abilities before God deposited that in you? Well, I, I can tell you with my friend group, I definitely was the goofy girl. I was the funny girl. I was the um, attention deficit, imagination, creative, um, make people laugh person. But as far as like in my family, probably the least funny in my family. My family is full of comedians. My dad and my brother are one of those storytelling people gather around. Absolutely. Uh, just people just focused on them and how funny they are. So if you said, okay, who in your family is God going to call to be a comedian? I, I wouldn't have looked at myself first. I would have been like, oh, my brother's the funny one. My, you know, my dad is hilarious. But honestly, I, I grew up in low-income housing and government housing. My dad is uh, an alcoholic. My mom, um, my mom was raised by a mom who was bipolar and my mom had bipolar tendencies. We lived in a town of 700 people. Um, and so, you know, my dad was kind of the town drunk and my mom was the woman who people just kind of, you know, turn and went the other way because you never knew what she was going to say or how she was going to say it. And so I developed comedy as a weapon. I learned how to be harsh and crude and sarcastic and to be able to defend myself when people would pick on us for not having, you know, I remember being made fun of because all we had for dinner one night was macaroni. And that was it. That's all we could afford. And a kid at the bus stop was like, oh, my gosh, you know, just jokes about us being poor. And and we had the shoes that talk. My brother and I talk about the shoes that talk where the soles didn't stick anymore and they would flap. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we shared clothes. My brother is uh, over six, four. I'm five, ten, but he outweighed me by 70 pounds. And we literally like I would wear his blue jeans and have to wrap them around my waist with a belt and wear baggy shirts. And so I learned to use comedy as this, this weapon. And it was just there. And I'm the person who breaks the ice and with comedy, I'm the person who breaks tension with comedy. And so really what God was teaching me in that like transition from where I was is he was telling me like, you've used comedy as a weapon and I've allowed you to do that to help protect yourself. But now I want you to use it as a tool. And so it was, you know, that was kind of the change. So that's, yeah, comedy is always, it's, it, I say it came out of the blue, but I was doing a Bible study and it talked about just kind of writing down the, you know, a lot of things in your life. And, and I started listing these things and I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm the chatty Kathy. I'm the girl that never stopped talking. I worked in radio. I, you know, um, I love to perform. My mind is creative. And, and so the more I looked at it, the more I went, yeah, this is probably the only thing I'm qualified for. So. <laughs> 
I love the fact that um, at a young age, you were able to have a pretty, you know, we, we call them protective mechanisms, ways yes, to cope yeah. with and deal with the circumstances. I'm very familiar. I've got mental illness in my family, lots of addictions. Yeah. So I totally can relate yeah. to where you were coming from and what you were going through. And mm -hmm. so look how the Lord used, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you thought it was a weapon, but it was, it really was a protective thing to keep yeah. you from feeling the pain and the harshness of how cruel people can be in humanity. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll tell you, I learned a long time ago that we can never expect unsaved people to act saved. I'm just, you know, period. They're mean, they're cruel, and we have to be able to just allow that to roll off our shoulders. But were you yeah. raised, I mean, were your family Christians or did you later get saved in life? Um, my mom would walk us every Sunday to the Shirley Christian Church. And we went to church, I think, more out of habit than anything. Um, my mom had a very kind of confusing, uh, you know, her her parents weren't believers. She was removed from the home when she was 12. Uh, she said she went to sleep one night, woke up at her aunt, um, at her aunt Irene's house. And, and Aunt Irene was like, OK, now you're Catholic. And then suddenly she was going to a Catholic church. And then, you know, as, when we were little, my grandmother uh, went to church. We lived in actually a home that my grandmother owned, my dad's mother. And they were very much about like, you have to take kids to church. So mom walked us to church. But I I, I picked up very early um, some of the people who kind of mocked my mom for her behavior at church. And so I started kind of getting callous about Christianity and Christians pretty early on. Um, not realizing that, you know, I was kind of blaming God for people's behavior and, and not necessarily giving them the credit for their behavior. And so I went to church, I was saved, I was saved at, at VBS, um, because my birthday was over VBS every year. My birthday is the first week of June. And this lady brought me a little piece of cake and I decided I would listen to her because she brought me cake and I didn't really ever feel super special on my birthday. And, and so I was saved when I was nine. Um, but my family didn't live, you know, they didn't go to church. My sister would, my sister was very strong in her faith. We moved to Kentucky and she went to church and she was kind of my example, but I had a very confusing perspective of God and church and Christianity and really honestly didn't give my heart to God until probably or really build a relationship with Christ until 2011. So later in life. So I'm still kind of a, I'm still kind of a baby Christian in a lot of areas. I'm still reading the Bible with like a kindergartner's eyes. You know, I read stuff and I'm like, wait, what, what is that's in there? I didn't know that was in there. I have questions. I still have a lot of questions. <laughs> You know, and we all do. And that's why the Lord tells us to come with a faith like a child. And mm -hmm. and so it's it's funny. We have a lot in common. I, I grew up, you know, Catholic and um, mm -hmm. later in life. And I thought I knew God. OK, I thought I did. But I wouldn't yeah. have known him if he would have shown up in my living room in person because right. I just had, a, you know, that form of godliness. I had been exposed to it and right. I was a good Catholic. OK. I'm kidding. I'm saying that joke <laughs> comedian. You know, I could I could party and say say some Hail Marys. Oh, yes, you know, yep. uh, not not a representation of Catholicism or what the Lord has intended in those relationships by any means. But it's interesting how you had a misconception of Christians. I was like that too. I was yeah. a single mom waiting tables trying to feed my kids, and Sundays for me were rough. 
I mean, it was the worst yeah. day of the week because, yeah. I, you know, the construction workers tipped really good during the week. But on Sunday, they come in, they leave me a Bible track, and I'm like, I've got to pay my water yes. bill, or my kids aren't going to pay yes. me to eat. And you know, so I had this conception, and I did the same thing as you. Yeah. I looked at their behavior and correlated that. Well, if that's how Christians are. I don't want mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. Right. And it took a long time for the Lord to soften my heart and get my attention. And so I totally love you sharing that because uh, we have lots in common, girl. Except yeah. for you're super funny. You are super funny. <laughs> I actually see my friend on here, Susan Carter. I, it's funny. I'm always telling her that she is a comedian comedian in hiding. And uh, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she says, I've always tipped good, better on Sundays. I know that's because you're a good Christian. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them out there that give us a bad rap. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> well, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you. So watch out, Susan, because I can tell you that probably seven or eight years before the Holy Spirit laid it on my heart that I was doing comedy, there were two Christian women in my life. One was my pastor's wife and one was the music leader's wife. And they were both like, you've got to do comedy one day. You've got to do, you've got, you have to. And then one of them said, I'm going to, she was a singer. And she said, I'm going to sing before one of your shows. And fast forward to 2021. And I performed at a church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And my friend Kim Day sung before I did my performance. And they saw it in me. So Susan, watch out. If you're that comedian in hiding, God has well, a way no, of pulling it out of you. Someday. She may <laughs> maybe someday, but I don't know. I don't know. And, and we got Paul on here. We got all kinds of people coming on. Thank you guys. So share this out to your friends, family, coworkers, because they need to hear some encouragement uh, from June. Because if you have not already seen her, you need to look her up. And I've got the website here available for you guys. It's super easy to remember because it is her name. But yes. in addition to her being just an amazing um, comedian. She also does a broadcast on Creative Motion Network, yes. same network you may be watching this on. So tell us a little bit about that. Don't you love the Colliers? Oh, oh, my gosh. These oh they're so sweet. They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so I have um, I have uh, something called June's Journals, <clears throat> and it's on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. And, you know, when when the pandemic happened, a lot of people were doing broadcasts and things like that. And I, a comedian friend of mine, Bone Hampton, I was talking about like not feeling funny and just kind of being in this spot, you know, and, and feeling like everybody's doing stuff and I'm not. And he said, well, has God told you to do anything yet? And I said, well, no, not necessarily. And um, he said, well, don't do anything until he tells you to. And then one day, uh, the Lord just laid it on my heart. He said, okay, I don't want you to plan or prepare. I want you to just go live. And I want you to share whatever it is that I'm placing on your heart today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I need more than that. I need more, you know. So he told me, so this is, he gave me, he gave me three things. He said, I, w- I want you to talk about where you've been, what you've been through and where you are now. And so that just kind of unfolded into week after week on Wednesdays, I would just go live with the help of the Holy Spirit. And literally moments before I would go live, most of the time it was moments before he would say, okay, we're going to talk about this today. So I've talked about marital issues that I've been through and how God's brought me through that where I'm at. I've talked about um, miscarriages, losing two babies and going through that. I've talked about 
you know, uh, alcoholism, living with a, you know, family member who's an alcoholic, living with a family member who has mental illness. And, and the thing is that there's a lot of like, I literally grew up in poverty. I grew up with roaches and rats in my home. I grew up in a house that had icicles on the inside of the walls. Um, I, you know, was exposed to people doing drugs. I was exposed to people with uh, pornography addictions. I was exposed to a lot of things. And I'm like, God, how am I supposed to share that through comedy? That's not funny. And people, you know, I, I just felt like, like my life had so much dirt in the back that, that I couldn't share that, that like that, it was too difficult on stage in a seven minute to an hour performance to share the grit and the, and the realness of what God's brought me through. So he gave me the June's journals and said, let's, let's talk about it here. So people can see more than one side of who you are. So there is the funny side on stage, but then there is the person that God has protected and provided for and has healed and continues. You know, sometimes we get stopped at the where I've been and what I'm going through. And it's not that I'm on the other side. My, my last uh, live broadcast was um, the Wednesday after my mom's funeral, which was just last month. And it was an absolute joy to be able to just kind of go live and raw and real and talk about losing my mom in an unexpected way. But all these beautiful things where God had given me a dream of her being healed the day before she died, you know, how God has continued to carry my family through this. And so sometimes it's not even what I've gotten through. Sometimes it's just the raw and realness of like, I'm sitting in this right now. And and it's been beautiful because I've had people reach out to me and say, I haven't you know, the church hurt. I talked about the church hurt. And I definitely want to say this is that I had this moment with, with God, where I was like, I'm not going in there. Your people are hypocritical. Your people think they're better than everybody else. Your people look down on people. Your people are judgmental. And the Holy Spirit said, well, sounds like you'll fit right in. I know, Maggie, I realized at that moment, oh my gosh, I'm becoming what I claim that those people are right. Right. And that was my protective mechanism. Yep. Is, you know, I was protecting myself by being what I claimed them to be. And, and God just softened my heart. And he said, June, they're all just as messed up as you, but they yeah. love me and they're there to worship me. And if you'll just trust me and sit down in the pew and give them a minute and you stop judging them, maybe right. you'll find a home. Maybe you'll find a family. And that's exactly what he did. I met some amazing people who I needed. It wasn't long after that. My marriage fell apart. And um, and there are people in that family, in that church that helped my husband and I, you know, hand our marriage over to Christ and it stopped being two of us and allow it to be three. And, you know, he, he led me to that. So, um, so yeah, so June's journals that's on creative motion network. And then on a fun side, you can also catch me, my, my friend, Michelle and I, uh, we have a podcast called laugh support. Now I have to say L A U G H because all of my Northern guests say it's you're saying life support. <laughs> I'm like, it's laugh. It just comes out laugh when I say it. <laughs> that's on the Creative Motion Network as well. And that's super fun because my friend Michelle Van Dusen, she's a Christian comedian in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who, by the way, drove all the way from Tulsa to Bowling Green, Kentucky to be with me when my mother died. Like that's the people God placed in my life when I how when sweet. I finally surrendered to him and said, OK, fine, I will do this. 
I, God, but you know, I, I need, I need you to help me and show me how to do it and put people in place. And she was one of those people, but she was, the, she was there the first time I went on stage ever. Oh. And she helped me with my first set and um, she became my laugh support. And so our podcast is basically talking to Christian comedians about who's been their laugh support, who was there for them in their journey or were there times where they felt like they didn't have anybody. And we just recently, um, uh, coming up soon, we'll have Bob Smiley. If you've ever heard of Bob Smiley, he's an amazing comedian. We just interviewed Bob. We just interviewed Ken Davis, um, Sherry Nettles. Ironically, <laughs> we we are my last life support that was released was with an amazing comedian who we talked about her mother dying and Michelle talked about her mother dying. And then that next weekend, my mother died. And here's where a sense of humor comes in. I called him. I'm like, what did you do? Like, what have you done? This, But the thing is that we found laughter in my family. That's, that's what we do. We find laughter in the darkness and some of the darkest moments. And some people, they don't get that. They don't, they don't get it, but that's how my family heals. And we know it's good medicine. We know it's good for the soul. We know God gave us all these facial muscles so that we could smile and laugh. And I know that our father smiles when we smile. So, but yeah, that's what's going on. Creative Motion Network, two shows, I two love shows it. on there. The Colliers are amazing. They keep letting me be on there. So yeah. I know I they're it. so precious. I absolutely yes. love everything about them. And I am honored to work with such people mm-hmm. that are so Christ-centered and yes. uh, and kingdom-minded. Yes. So uh, Susan's saying that she gets it. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm, I'm going to harass Susan for a minute. Uh, but first, I want to go back to something that Paula said. She said, courage to be vulnerable and heal. Um, and and heal, healing brings joy and strength. Yes. And that is so true. Yeah. And uh, Susan is a, she is the director of the local Gap House of Prayer in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Oh, she yes. has a ministry called Release the Light. And just now when you were talking about that coming out, of the, we laugh in darkness and coming out, Susan, I'm just saying here now publicly, okay, all over the World Wide Web, Creative Motion Network, YouTube, Facebook, wherever people are watching live, I am saying to you, release the laugh, sister, yes. release the yes. laugh. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> she doesn't usually get on my broadcast, so I'm so glad she got on yeah. here for this one. She does sometimes, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but I'm glad she got on here to hear your story, June, because I think a lot of people think, well, I was not, you know, that's. I was not trained in that, yes. uh, but God places things in us and how he has connected you yes. with other comedians to mentor you, yes. encourage you. The word says that iron sharpens iron and it's yes. just you know, pushing you right along. And what a great support of network of people to work with. Mm-hmm. I know some of the people that you've worked with. I actually have seen you on Maurice's. You've been on Maurice's yes. Bible study before. Yeah, right? yeah, I do. The Breaking Down Four Walls and Maurice yes. is on the Creative Motion Network. And he, yes. he basically has a comedian Bible study where it's a bunch of comedians. Sometimes they will be um, actors. Uh, there's been people from, you know, Vindication on there. Uh, awesome. Just a lot of great shows. And basically we, we just kind of study the word together and it's a, you know, it's a live broadcast. It's about 50 minutes long and um, yeah, you can catch that on creative motion network as well. I love being on that show. Absolutely love it. I love it. I am not a comedian, but I join in occasionally on that Bible study. And I know uh, our brother, Dave, Dave is on creative yes. network, funny guy. What a powerful yes. testimony he has as well. Yes. Yeah. So. That, that's the thing is that it's, you know, comedy just, um, uh, a, a friend of mine said it's it's kind of the it's kind of the um, pain medication 
that you can give people before you share the truth with them. It kind mm -hmm. of releases, you know, the anxiety and allows them to, to be open to, you know, to the word because you've dropped the, you've dropped their guard down a little yeah. bit and made them comfortable and, and laughter does it, you know, it, it can kill fear. Laughter can, you know, a good hard laugh and a scary moment can really just kill fear. And um, so, yeah. It removes the barriers. It really it does. does because laughter is like love. It's universal. Everybody understands yeah. it and they, and they desire it. But sometimes people are so pressed down that it takes someone like you to step out on the stage, to mm. say a certain thing, a certain way that yes. only God can put through you and it pierces the heart of someone and they, and they can just like receive, yeah. uh, you know, we are constantly in the body of Christ. We're constantly pouring out, but it's really hard for a lot of people to receive because they may feel like you felt as a kid, you know, yes. or like I felt as a kid or felt like, well, that's, you know, what there's nothing, there's no joy and there's yeah. hopelessness in the world, but look around y'all. God is constantly using everybody, everyone yeah. he can to bring encouragement to you. So I want to encourage you guys to make sure you check out the laugh support, which, by the way, I love the name of that. I just think that's so funny because <laughs> laughing will keep you alive. It will keep you going. Mm. It is a good medicine. Uh, and I want you guys to go over to her website and follow her on Facebook. What other yes. platforms are you on besides Facebook? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really tweet. I don't like I don't really swim in the cesspool over there. Like I just can't keep up with that. So and I'm not a TikTok person yet or anything. Um, um, mainly because I have an 18 year old who's like, never, don't ever, mom, please don't. So, <laughs> so but yeah, uh, Facebook and Instagram, that's where, you know, you you will find the most about what I've got going on. And um, yeah, so so follow me over there for sure. Yeah, and you've got something going on exciting tomorrow night, breaking the eyes, getting the stage, getting everybody going. Going to be on yes. the Mike Huckabee show. Very cool. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing the crowd warm up, so I won't actually be on the broadcast because I have a few people who are like, oh, I can't wait to see you on the show. And I'm like, you won't. If you're not there, you won't get to see me. But they are such a comedy friendly production and they have comedians on all the time, um, but they have a a professional comedian come and warm up the crowd before the broadcast starts. And so I've been hired to do that job, which is a complete honor because there is a comedian actually on the show that night. You may have heard of her, the amazing Shonda Pierce. And I will tell you that Shonda has been somebody, when I said, God, who will help? Um, Shonda was one of those people God put in my life. Um, Shonda, um, Jeff Allen, if you've heard of that guy, he's pretty fabulous. It's Jeff, so uh, I've learned to write from Jeff Allen, Rick Roberts, who's in the Nashville area. I mean, literally geographically, God placed me in a position where I could just drive down the road and everything I needed as far as friendships and mentorship and guidance was right down the street from my house. So, but yeah, the Huckabee, I'll be doing the warm up, which is, you know, y'all pray for me because comedy people think, oh, comedy's so fun. It must just be fun. It's all fun, fun, fun. Y'all, the devil surrounds me every time I get ready to do something to glorify God. And he tries to tell me how um, uncapable I am, how I'm going to fail. And so I always reach out to my friends and say, you know, pray for me. Help me hold captive every thought and help me enjoy this ride. And um, yeah, yeah, Shonda's, a, Shonda's from Tennessee. She's not far from here. And so, yeah, so y'all just pray for me uh, that, you know, that I just let the Lord lead and that we all have a good time and that I use his gift to, you know, glorify him tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Well, I know he'll honor those prayers because mm -hmm. he loves what you're doing because you're spreading the gospel in a way. Uh, you know, I always say the, the, the gospel has not changed, period. 
straight no. up. But the avenue no. of getting it to people and preparing their hearts to mm-hmm. receive it has. And yes. uh, he uses our, our good, our bad, our ugly, all the things from our current and our past and, yes. and so forth to bring people in to where they just lean in a little bit and say, you know what? She gets it. She gets it. So I yeah. love what you're doing, June, is absolutely uh, one of my favorite type of ministries is ministries in, in the in comedic realm where people mm. are laughing because yeah. that's the heart of God uh, is yeah. for us to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. So I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. So and we could go on for hours because, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I'm so excited. And I love the fact that uh, you're just right over in Bowling Green. So listen, y'all, you can check the surrounding areas, right? And mm-hmm. she, she's all around. I missed a show. I wanted to actually see you. I think you were opening up for Dave Allen. Um, and, and he is a funny guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. He's, He's pretty fantastic. He's um, I, I, his dry bar comedy has got like over a hundred million views on it, and his testimony is amazing. And it was absolute honor to be able to to do a show here in my hometown with him. So, so yeah, cool. I told my husband I had seen that, and I was like, we need to go there. He has a nephew that lives in Bowling Green, and I was like, we need to get them and take them to the show and so forth. But you know, life happens. But I yes. had the opportunity of hearing him recently uh, at an award ceremony at NRB. And, mm. um, you know, I'll, let me just say this. All right. If you're going to listen to some of these comedians like June and others, just don't have too much fluids. OK, because the only <laughs> thing you have is <laughs> that's why they call it dry bar. Yes. This is true. <laughs> yeah. And this is why Shonda always has a potty break halfway through her show. It's it's ma- yes. It's mainly women and there's an intermission. So. <laughs> Jared, if you could leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? Oh, you know, I tell you, I asked the Lord when he sent me on this journey, I said, God, what, what do you want me to share? Uh, what, you know, I have so many different testimonies. What do you want me to share? And, um, I didn't have a verse, a life verse. And, and so he gave me Galatians five, one, and it says it's for freedom. Christ has set us free, stand firm and don't be burdened by the yoke of slavery. And I realize that different people have slavery in different ways. You know, different people have um, this burden of slavery by regret or guilt or um, addiction or unforgiveness. And forgiveness has been the key to the joy in my life. I've been through a lot of things and I have a lot of people that that hurt me. And there's a lot of people that I've hurt. And, you know, I, I learned really through my mother what it was like to forgive. She had an abusive mom. My father was unfaithful. Um, but I watched her laugh and have joy because she knew how to just give it to God and to forgive. And that's why she was able to smile. And that's why she was able to laugh. And and God showed me, he said, how, how can you readily open your arms and accept forgiveness from me and allow my son to die on the cross and not give that to other people? Yeah. And so I've learned, I've learned that forgiveness is so much freedom and, and that's a yoke of slavery. I don't want to carry on me. So I would say that if there's someone or something, or even yourself that you're struggling with forgiveness, you know, you got to give that to the Lord because there is so much freedom and so much joy on the other side of that. So, so yeah, I would say the key for me has been to learn to forgive. Girl, drop the mic. Drop the mic. That's amazing. You know, I was just telling somebody I was meeting with a client last night and we were on a, uh, a Zoom call and I told her, you know, I said, we cannot hold on to unforgiveness because 
Christianity cornerstone is Jesus Christ. And that's the whole purpose that Jesus yeah. went to the cross is, yeah. is, you know, and so who are we? Who are yeah. we to hold that back? Yeah. Not only from the other person, but the torment that it does. You know, I like what yeah. I don't even know who originally said it. I think the first person I heard say it was Joyce Myers is unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to yes. die. And yes. it is. It's toxic. It's toxic it is. in so many areas. So y'all listen, if you walk away from this broadcast, I hope you were entertained. But I hope you take heed mm. to what my sister June has said, because it is vital. It is vital. Mm. And uh, it is it is something that we have to search ourselves daily and make That's sure right. that all of those places are shored up. But that is a massive key. So mm. June, I want to thank you for being so transparent about your upbringing to be able to allow other people to say, you know what? Yeah, I went through some hard things, but yeah. God, he got yes. me through so that's not always easy, is it? No, no, it's not. And I love what your your friend Paula on here, you know, talked about vulnerability. I think the more we're honest, you know, it says in the Bible, if I brag, I brag about where I'm weak, you know, because yeah. that glorifies where God is strong. And, and we yeah. have to be vulnerable. We have to be honest and true with other people so that they don't feel alone. And so that we can foster those relationships in truth with one another. Amen. Amen. That is so good. Well, we could go on for hours mm. and hours because I absolutely love your heart. And and uh, thank you for being here with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Maggie. It's been my pleasure. Listen, y'all, if you are not already following June, you need to go do that right now. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram. She has got a great uh, podcast called Laugh Support mm -hmm. with her friend Michelle uh, that you need to check out. But go to her website and you'll be able to find out all of the things that God's doing through her. If you have a church and you want her to come speak at yes. your church, my goodness, reach out to this girl because she is so much fun and she has got the heart of God and she is constantly staying in the word to be able to be able to bring something fresh with an anointing with comedy. And I love that about you, June. I love that you are a woman of the word. So we want to thank you guys share this out make sure you go and add creative motion network to your roku lineup because you'll find shows like this like june's like marisa's like dave's all of these great people that i did not know until Kristen and kevin put me on here and i'm like mm -hmm. oh my gosh these people are the jam i love yes. them I'm, i got a whole new family Yes, that's right. That's right. I absolutely love it. Well, God bless you, June. We will be praying for you tomorrow night as you do the warm up. Yes. And I am looking forward to the show, the time whenever it comes uh, that you are sitting on the Mike Huckabee's show mm. talking and someone else is doing the warm up. So I'm excited. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we'll watch that come up. And for those of you watching, please share this out. Be encouraged today. And remember uh, that the keys to your best life is following Christ. But also listen to what my sister said forgiveness. God bless. We'll see you next time.